good evening everyone and we start with another session of fashion talks our weekly saturday 8 pm engagement we have with us very very special guest my personal inspiration once i was preparing for everest satyarupa siddhanta a wonderful guy i have not known him for long but then whatever i know of him very very jolly always smiling and a cheerful guy right so fashion talks is a forum for all those who are not aware this is about very very normal people achieving greater heights doing out of the comfort zone and we couldn't have got a better person than satya because there is a principle i would request him to speak about which is infinity and then infinity into infinity and infinity raised to power infinity which he covered in one of his tech talks and i am in such a simple manner he could explain the thing right so we set the ball rolling we'll ask satya only to introduce because the kind of things which he has done is uh, something which i am not exposed to or i am not uh, very much clued about so he'll only be able to explain in a better manner so we'll request satya to please take on welcome everyone and welcome satya with we'll start from how it all started and how it all built up to this day over to you okay so may i have a, a screen sharing rights yeah yeah sure screen sharing aaron please she'll be uh, permitting that yeah, i am uh, satyarup siddhanta uh, uh, i have uh, so far Uh, climb the highest mountains and the highest volcanoes of all the seven continents and uh, if at the age of uh, 35 years uh, some months i became the youngest in the world then there has to be something wrong with the sport or with the uh, like you know with something otherwise like you know youngest we hear 3 year old 4 year old 10 year old things right. right you know so uh, so definitely that uh, raises some questions that how come at the age of 35 i claim to be on uh, guinness uh, world record they have uh, approved the claim for being the youngest in the world to climb both the seven summits and the seven volcanic summits combination so i broke the record of um, daniel bull from australia he had in uh, the age of 36 years some months kind of things so right. i also happened to uh, ski the last degree uh, which is like 89 degree south to 90 degree south uh, uh, skiing to south pole uh, and uh, for the last two years uh, i am struggling to go for the north pole last year i had to turn back from longyear bn this year uh, for covid we had to cancel the expedition again so right. next year i'll be three times more determined and more uh, stronger uh, to go and uh, reach to the top of the world literally <laughs> i'm sure great wonderful yeah so that's about me in terms of um, the mountaineering achievements and i have also climbed the mobla uh and then there are some other mountains uh, which are very close to my heart but these are not the highest not the strongest not the things so i like even the hills of the western ghats uh, it attracts me even much more than any of the himalayan peaks because just the scenic beauty of it and the just the greenery of it uh, so yeah i mean like uh, and i have a lot of dreams a uh, lot of uh, future dreams so yeah uh, just just one one thing i I'm sure if anybody is not able to hear, please raise your hand or let us know because there is a private message I have got which says that not able to hear. So if it's a problem with. Uh, okay, now he's able to hear. Fine. So that's okay. okay. Please go ahead. Yeah, and uh, in terms of um, my journey, uh, how it started, um, let me just uh, take you to a small. Uh, is my screen? Yeah, screen sharing is starting. Yeah, it started. Wonderful. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. So these are uh, uh, the seven summits uh, from the seven continents and the seven volcanic summits as well. And uh, this is the list. Uh, I'll share this uh, screenshot in the Telegram so that we can utilize this time uh, where our uh, where our uh, tricolor has gone actually so sure. uh, and uh, yeah i mean i was diagnosed with asthma when i was uh, in class 2 and okay. uh, that day i was very happy uh, you know when i was sent back from the school uh, after the lunch break after the tiffin time uh, i thought that wow i can come home and i can play now <laughs> Uh, so little did i know that uh, this would become such a, a big barrier for me and uh, uh, this uh, eventually i became a change and uh, i lost this playground uh, but you know i found some other playgrounds for me uh, so uh, uh, what if i can't play football what if i can't run those annual sports meet and all those things 
So people used to spot me on the top of uh, some trees or walking on the narrow boundary walls or parapets of the roof. And our typical uh, games used to be like jumping from the first floor to the ground floor uh, in the sand uh, under construction houses. So that, uh, right. uh, so that way I didn't miss out anything on the childhood fun. Uh, just that I didn't have any. Sathya, your voice is cracking. Uh, I think medals for any of the <laughs> sport in school. Uh, right. Neither could I participate except the tug of war and all. Okay. Yeah, the, we had some fun, so that becomes problem. Yeah. So uh, from that, I. Uh, went to college and my inhaler became my uh, you know it was always with me uh, then i had a transformation in manipal's engineering college okay uh, when i had an attack uh, and uh, after many years for the first time perhaps i forgot my inhaler in my pocket and uh, i thought uh, i am dying because i was rolling on the road uh, uh, like you know, trying to gasp for a little bit here as if a fish has been taken out from the water uh, but then I didn't die. So what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. It was proved, and uh, all I need, all I knew that uh, ten minutes I didn't die, and it was uh, inhuman. Uh, ten minutes, uh, then uh, I should be able to get rid of this inhaler. Which one do I want? Uh, and I didn't wanted a dependency of that inhaler. And with that, I pushed myself, pushed my limits, started eating all the food that I was allergic to, and uh, seven years I fought and. Uh, in 2008, uh, I, uh, my, uh, my team leader, Prem, uh, he, I was working already in three years in Bangalore. That those pictures were not from Himalayas, not from Alps, not from uh, the Andes. It was a picture from a small hill in Tamil Nadu. And somehow, okay. all those uh, childhood characters uh, just sprung up. The Tintins and the Phantoms and all those things. And uh, uh, Francis, these are all like Bengali, uh, some, cartoon, some uh, novel characters. They all sprung up. And I felt right. a very uh, big excitement that, you know, can I, can I also go for that uh, climb? Uh, and he told that, and he was like two, three times my size. And he told that if I can go, why can't you? And that struck me. And that struck me so hard. And I couldn't even tell him that I was having an asthma background. Uh, in the next few days, uh, I couldn't sleep properly. <laughs> and right. uh, I was thinking that uh, my heart was uh, asking that, you know, you should go and do that adventure. And my uh, brain was saying that, if you go, you will die a dog's death. But then finally, uh, I got an idea. Uh, you know? uh, so the idea was that, you know what? I just equated that mountain to a high riser and thought that, uh, so if I just go for a prestige uh, high riser, uh, 10th floor, if I have an attack, I have to use the inhaler. If I go to 20th floor, then also the uh, medicine is an inhaler. So. I thought this mountain to be around 50 floor or 100 floor. Uh, so let me just take an inhaler and uh, go to that mountain. Right. <laughs> and then in the next week, we made a team of 10 and finally went to that mountain. Uh, and um, when I reached the top of that hill, uh, it was tough. It was tough for a starter a person who never trekked <laughs> my first trek ever. And uh, but right. finally, when I reached to the top, um, uh, and uh, I, I suddenly realized that. I didn't have to use the inhaler not even a single time, and uh, 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 you know that was such a liberating feeling. So I found these mountains to be very liberating, and uh, uh, and from there my journey started. My first, uh, probably that was uh, the Everest that I climbed uh, for myself. That was even bigger Correct. than Everest for me. Yeah, you know, absolutely. So small wins are uh, the, always the foundations of bigger dreams, you know. And then dreams uh, just uh, started, and uh, it uh, from the Western Ghats. It started to Everest Base Camp, uh, uh, like, you know, and then finally I saw Everest uh, in 2010 without knowing what is mountaineering. I was only doing trekking. So I promised Everest that I'm going to come back. Uh, but I didn't know uh, how difficult it was. Mountaineering is a different field altogether. Uh, but I had to keep my promise. And uh, uh, eventually, uh, like, you know, when I got to know, I was like shattered <laughs> that this is so dangerous. So much costly, right. but I got so attached to the dream of climbing it. So I never wanted to give up on my dreams, uh, and just wanted to see how far I can push myself, push my limits. Uh, and then I 
realized that I have to get trained, uh, get experienced, uh, get skilled. So I went for Himalayan Monitoring Institute. The dreams even started bigger and bigger. I got to know about seven summits. I started dreaming bigger. Then one by one, one by one, uh, like, you know, the, uh, today I stand with all these <laughs> mountain climbs. I don't know how, but yeah, I'm glad that I did and a lot more to do. So, Satya, this 2008 was your first uh, climb as per you. And then when first, was this first expedition? Trek. First trek, right. So, yeah, when did you I, go for that adventure uh, course? Uh, BMT. I went, to, I went to Everest Base Camp in 2010 when I saw Everest in 2010 December. Okay. And then 2011 December, I went for the HMI course, a basic a BMC 287 course. Correct. Uh, okay. Yeah, 2011. Then 2012, I started... Uh, doing Kilimanjaro, my seven summit journey started, and 2019 I finished uh, both the seven summits and seven volcanic summits. Yeah. Right. So the seeds of uh, Everest were sown during your first uh, trek to base camp, is it? Yes. 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 Before so, that, I didn't had any idea about Everest, and um, except the normal thing like Tenzing and Hila. Tenzing's picture at the top of uh, Everest in the uh, history books and in the general knowledge book. I think that was the only exposure that I had for Everest. Right. Satya, can you stop the screen sharing? So it was not my childhood because, dream. Yeah. Yeah. Can you stop the screen sharing? Because I think the bandwidth is getting affected. So voice, yeah, this is better now. Right. Because the voice was getting uh, muffled in between. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh -huh. so uh, it's like that it was never my childhood dream. Like, you know, so I saw Everest. Even didn't know that uh, what mountaineering is. I just loved it, and uh, the dream got sown. The seeds were sown that time, and uh, with that, I started my journey. Yeah. Right. So that's understood. But then you started with seven summits and Everest same time. That that seed of doing seven summits, or was it like do no. the Everest and then finish up? No. So what happened was uh, 2010 when I saw Everest base camp, and I saw Everest from there. Right. Uh, I. I started uh, reading about Everest and I got that it was huge uh, thing. So I think, yeah. 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 Uh, so, right. so then what happened was uh, I, did, I realized that just with that dream, I cannot go and climb Mount Everest. Right. And uh, right. how will I arrange that much money? Because uh, I read in that Into Thin Air book. And I'm so glad that I, my first book I read on Everest was Into Thin Air because it never right. portrayed the rosy picture of Everest. It portrayed the um, like an you know, absolute uh, dark side of Everest. <laughs> right. So then I realized that uh, I have to get trained and uh, get uh, skilled. So I went in uh, to HMI thinking that after HMI I'll go for Everest. <laughs> then, okay. uh, when I went to HMI, my vision broadened, and I realized right. that uh, this is not going to work. I have to train my body even further to see uh, to get the experience, like you know, to see six thousand meter, seven thousand meter. And right. then I started uh, researching on Kilimanjaro because Kilimanjaro we used to read in uh, our childhood novel and it right. was always in our mind. And, like, and I, when I realized that it can be climbed, I decided to go to Africa. Like in Africa, always like you know, African safari and all those things used to be very uh, inter uh, interesting thing. So right. as I was uh, searching about Kilimanjaro, researching about Kilimanjaro, I saw that Kilimanjaro was a part of seven summits in Wikipedia. Right. Like, what is the seven summits? <laughs> And I clicked, I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> climbing the <laughs> highest mountains of all the seven continents. I'm like, all right. the seven continents, how, like, it's the best excuse to roam the world, right? I'm like, I, I was so into it uh, and I forgot everything and I was like going each of the peaks and I was uh, planning, okay, first I'll do this, then I'll do this, next year I'll do this, I planned it out, okay? That, okay. And then again, <laughs> I came back to reality that I don't have money to climb Exactly. One mountain only, Mount Everest, and I'm talking about seven mountains. But that feeling was very good that, you know, to be on the uh, highest mountains of all the seven continents and also, uh, but then uh, that infinity thing came, like, you know, which I uh, said in my TEDx also, like, you know, yeah, yeah. I thought that climbing Everest was like infinity for me, right, you know, at that moment. I right. don't know whether that will be possible or not, but just wanted to, like, you know, still follow, pursue that dream. Then right. I thought... In infinity, you add anything, it is still infinity. You subtract anything, it's still infinity. Right. But uh, let me, uh, if, it, if I'm dreaming that big like Everest, you put seven, why not seven? You put 100 also, I don't care. Like, 
it's just like going to uh, mars if i can dream of going to mars i can dream of going to neptune pluto as well right you know so how does yeah, it matter so with that i could uh, uh, allow myself to dream that big uh, probably if i would not have allowed myself uh, to dream that big uh, i wouldn't have gone behind all these mountains uh, but i'm glad i did so yeah that's that's how <laughs> No, so here, here I want to tell my viewers also, you know, that uh, Satya's father is a scientist, which means he is not having that truckloads of money which people require brother. if you are going yeah. something like this. My brother, my brother is a scientist. Okay, sorry. Yeah, my father is a doctor. I am sorry. Yes, yes, yes. He is retired now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So father was a doctor. So it does. Uh, it means that he didn't have that truckloads of money to just spend and visit all seven summits, seven continents, and do that. You know. So and then that's like, how he. Like, Right now, I have a forty-nine lakh rupees loan on myself. I don't know how I'm going to pay back in this Corona time, but uh, yeah, I am uh, still fighting. <laughs> right, you know. So this is the power of dreams. You know the way he's saying that. You know, uh, generating money for one expedition, and then knowing that you know, why if one expedition amounts to infinite amount of money, it's an infinite race for infinite whatever. So I think that time you should have dreamt of moon also, because in that case you could have gone to moon also. Well, no, you know, amazing. Yeah. Right. So once uh, Kilimanjaro happened, then happened Everest. No, right? no, no. So after Kilimanjaro, uh, at the top of Kilimanjaro, so actually, uh, in my back of the mind, I knew that what would be my next mountain after Kilimanjaro. So okay. Uh, and I shared that with one of my friend because I didn't dare to share with so many people because yeah, they would I, laugh at me. Uh, I remember I shared with my uh, boss uh, who was a Korean, and I told I want to climb Everest one day. and he just uh, was sorry he was not laughing at me okay uh, he was sorry that my maybe something is wrong with me or <laughs> ignorance maybe yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, uh, at the top of kilimanjaro i declared that i am going to climb my next mountain on elbrus so when i was about to reach elbrus not even summited i was already inquiring about my local <laughs> partner there have you ever gone to aconcagua and okay. like you know and like yeah yeah, yeah. and we are talking about aconcagua <laughs> Okay. the most uh, most important thing happened on aconcagua summit so when i was okay. standing there i was so scared to take to declare my next mountain which would be denali because by that time i was uh, like i used all my resources no money uh, how right. will i go for denali and i realized that time that denali cost 10 lakh rupees and all but then i mustered all the courage and declared to myself like this declaration is not like nobody is there who i will declare i declared right. to myself that i am going <laughs> to go for denali and okay. I, i i was so frustrated i came back um, i was on chocolate diet to remove the frustration <laughs> and uh, then um, suddenly we decided you know what let's go for unguided expedition to uh, mount denali we can do it at one tenth cost and we went uh-huh. unsupported and unguided uh, expedition to mount denali not to show our bravado but we didn't had money to do so so we identified all the risks and we mitigated all the risks and uh, still we had lot of uh, events there like you know which was scary but uh, eventually that time it became the fastest uh, indian climb uh, that could have happened uh, to denali and i touched uh, malli's record also that time yeah okay so satya denali has got a peculiar set of challenges people say i have not been but then just throw some light on that what is so peculiar about denali yeah it's uh, uh, the weather is very tricky uh, and uh, okay. the temperatures are um, close to minus 30 uh, minus 35 with goes in okay. a bad weather nobody knows how cool it becomes and okay. um, uh, and there are no porters no uh, so if you take an agency also you have to actually pull a load of almost 40 kg uh, in your back uh, tight your waist and then you have a backpack of another 15 20 kg so like that you have to go for three days for three, three days. days you have to go ha huh? like that then your climb starts and you have to uh, take your food and dig the food on the way and uh, put it inside and go and all like you know, so it's a it's not a simple mountain it's very strenuous mountain i would say and i okay. felt uh, it was tougher than mount everest for me uh, maybe my experience was less or maybe uh, because we did it unguided unsupported uh, so we were five friends together we went Uh, so right. you know after a hard days of climb when you finally reach your camp you know the water is over uh, right. in a typical expedition what happens is like you know somebody will be there to give you a hot cup of coffee or tea or something like that right, right. here uh, 
uh, you have to first go and melt some water, uh, melt some snow to make some water you drink. Then you pitch the tent. Before pitching the tent, you have to make a flat. Then you have to put walls. You have to make blocks of ice so that the tent doesn't go off. Then uh, you again get some water, uh, get some snow to melt, and you take this much snow. It becomes this much water, like you know. Yeah. And then you cook. Then you cook. Then after oh. cooking, also after you have the food, you'll feel like dead tired and you want to sleep. But then who will wash the vessels? Like you have to again start washing those vessels. Then you get to sleep. And then next day again you start moving. You know. So yeah, it is a. But that gave me the confidence that I can climb Everest. Uh, uh, you know. So that was that mountain um, which uh, um, matured me from an amateur. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. So that way. No, no. Right. Because in the other episode which we had, we had one of our guests who was uh, who is uh, Jason Krishn from Australia. So he went to Denali and he suffered uh, a coma situation for three days because of exhaustion and the kind of challenges which are there. So that's exactly. how he learned from there, and then he picked up going for Manaslu after that. You know, so that's why I wanted to hear. So yeah. and what was after that? After Denali. After that, uh, after that, I declared at the top of Denali that okay, my next mountain is going to be Everest. Uh, okay. But then uh, what happened was I won a contest from Cox and Kings that time, and okay. uh, they sent me for a trek around Mobla, a trek around Mobla, which is a Tour de Mobla route. So where you yeah. start from France and you walk, walk, walk. Trek, and you cross uh, Italy, then you cross France, then you cross Switzerland, then you come back to uh, 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 France again. So Italy, right. so from France, France to Italy, Italy to Switzerland, and back to France. So oh. that one, when I went, I thought I am going so close to uh, uh, Mobla. I should not, I will not climb because uh, I have read so much about it. George Mallory climbed Mobla, and George Mallory is, by the way, my uh, like you know, he is my father figure kind of <laughs> uh, oh, thing. Nice. So. uh so i decided to climb that mountain and uh, i climbed mobla in september 2015 2014 okay. and then in 2015 i went for mount everest uh, and you know when all the dreams were just unfolding and i arranged uh, the money like uh, my college gave one third of the expedition i took further loans and i took right. crowdfunding and when the entire thing was just almost happening the magic was almost about to happen and i'm just heading towards the base camp and this uh, big earthquake happened in nepal in 2014 right. and uh, more than 12000 people unofficially uh, or even more in fact died in that one earthquake and right. uh, just after that earthquake uh, there was a big avalanche in uh, the base camp and more than 21 people died instantly on that uh, thing and the whole expedition got cancelled and uh, with that uh, just just like magic all the money was lost <laughs> the expedition got right. cancelled no no and that was not my money and I, i i couldn't accept it was in i was in a denial mode like you know that oh my god what will i do what will i go and tell uh, and then i was so insensitive to the whole situation so when i went to the base camp next day the dead bodies were still uh, wrapped in plastic and kept there and there i was right. looking to find out is there no way that i can go to Uh, camp to in helicopter, then go uh, walk. In, like you know, we can open the route and go to the summit. You know, I, I, my thing was running around that. But then suddenly, I saw uh, one uh, book there. Like you know, it was uh, the title of the book shook me so much. It was written that dead or alive, the book name. Right. And, uh, for a moment, I thought that somebody was whispering in my ears that are you dead or alive? And okay. I, I didn't knew whether the person who was reading was dead or alive. You know. so that True. shook me so much and i realized that to be alive is the greatest gift that we can have absolutely and uh, if i have the determination if i have the hope then even if not next year if not two years later 10 years later they just 70 also i'll come back and climb that mountain uh, nice. like if i have my determination right because i will not be a popat for life long right <laughs> right obviously so so that uh, that made me uh, pick up all my broken dreams and uh, i started preparing even harder and waited for the right time to come waited for the right uh, battle to okay. uh, happen and in 2016 finally i went and summited mount everest but then tell me you know there was so much of pressure on you so much of fund you had to generate in 2015 and then then like a flash everything just get wiped out you know there's so much of again pressure going back answering to those people who have invested so much in you and then you also know don't know that you know next year you could 
die also because you have seen death so closely, their bodies and all. So, what was that motivation to gather all that money, motivate yourself, and come back again, 2016? So, 2015, uh, what happened was uh, uh, between that uh, earthquake and seeing that book, I was in terrible shape. Like you know, I couldn't accept. Like you know, I was angry and I was frustrated. That why it has to be with me, like you know, and uh, yeah. uh, and then when I realized the value of uh, life that day, life. Uh, I think that shifted. Something shifted, and I don't know. I became so calm, uh, and I came back. And the first thing I did was I sent a mail to my college, uh, the Manipal group. That sir, right. uh, so I saw that he, the mail came that are you alive? <laughs> I told you, yeah, I'm alive, but I'm so sorry that I couldn't uh, take your flag to the top. Uh, yeah. i will pay back your money in installments uh, and you know what yeah. they said they said satya that you are alive is more than enough for us don't worry about that uh, we are so happy that you are alive you know and, nice. and i couldn't believe like you know that there are people like this also like you know is uh, and then next year uh, nepal suddenly uh, told that uh, in 2016 february sometime that they are waiving off 11000 dollars uh, the okay. permit fee so that right. was a big breather and i didn't wanted to take money again from the uh, crowd funding because i knew the same people will uh, pay again so they already invested on me so it was my turn to give the return on investment so my parents right. took out money from their uh, retirement savings and gave to oh. me my brother uh, gave his money because i was paying back only the emis with all my salary uh, so uh, and i had to leave my job in 2015 because my office told either you go to everest or you keep the job you cannot do both and right. uh, <laughs> obviously i chose uh, my everest uh, uh, but that also opened up another thing uh, that you know because i was not with the job so they offered me a consulting role and i could take okay. two jobs uh, so morning right. uh, morning 9 to 9 uh, o'clock i used to start from my house uh, 9:30 to 12:30 i used to work for one company then travel one hour to another company then okay. uh, 2 to 10:30 in the night i used to work for another company come back home uh, by 11:45 sleep and 5 am i used to wake up and do my practice and then so you know if you really want to do something you will find the time you know and that is exactly <laughs> happened for me and uh, yeah i mean like uh, uh, i think it's a matter of choice uh, it's a matter of choice uh, Uh, nobody put a gun on my head telling that you have to take this loan and you have to suffer the whole life <laughs> like you know at least next 5 6 years is gone from my life uh, paying back my so that's a trade off that you do uh, that you know uh, like fine it's okay to <laughs> suffer that way but uh, i will follow my uh, heart i will follow my dream because at the at the deathbed i don't want to have a regret in my life that i wish i could have done that but i didn't do that i think that is the biggest regret Uh, that you know not to follow the dreams so uh, i was ready to do whatever it takes no satya what what i want to say is that you know when you are saying you had no choice but then for us or 99.99% of the people there was never a matter of choice between a job and everest you know it's only that you are considering it a choice for us it would have been job you know because how many people would think that you know leave the job take the installment pay the emi work in two companies and consultancy just because you want to go for everest you know yeah i mean like uh, I, i was um, uh, i think not only everest it, it's it's like you know uh, i feel alive uh, when i am connected to the nature uh, so i find i could connect with myself you know you might be knowing like you know so for for many hours when we walk and there's no one to talk all the sound right. that you can hear is your breath and the chuck i say of the of the crampon and right. it's a kind of meditation isn't it like you know you don't so many thoughts will come in first so many thoughts which you will not acknowledge in the normal time but there right. you have no nothing else to do and you will acknowledge those thoughts the deepest darkest fear and the deepest darkest inhibitions everything so once you acknowledge all these then suddenly you find that there are no more thoughts you know right. and it becomes a sense like in you know, a kind of uh, uh advait they say right only one thought and that thought is like okay to reach there and i, I think that is a kind of meditation meditation is also like that right we cut off all other thoughts and keep one single thought uh right. so maybe uh, that uh, opens up my mind to even bring in more new dreams uh, new hopes 
actually new new ways to live <laughs> but okay now tell me once you were there on top of the everest you know was there any other like every other expedition before everest you used to give it a target you know after you have reached denali this is going to be a next target what was there once you reached the top of everest so <laughs> uh, uh, we have some time right i can share one yeah, yeah we have yeah. sure <laughs> so uh, everest uh, was very eventful for me uh, um, i don't know everest chose me to show all the sites of around uh, 6 o'clock uh, 5:30 uh, 6 o'clock in the evening okay. and uh, we are going and uh, then lot many events happened also on the way going and, uh, and all those things but right at some point of time i became uh, so overconfident when i reached Uh, the balcony i was the first okay. person to reach balcony uh, that day okay okay i i was uh, then after some time my co climber uh, um, malay mukherjee he also came okay. and we were uh, and i was telling to myself that oh man i thought everest will be much tougher than this i had to <laughs> scramble and do things like that and all Yeah, it was so easy and then i told malayda you know malayda we should not go so fast because at this rate if we go we'll reach at the summit around 4 o'clock uh, we will not get okay. a picture at the summit and we cannot wait for a long time in the summit so let us slow down yeah. and we told go feeding you ko thoda jaane dete hain aage because they will break the steps uh, and you know so and as we were going climbing the south call because we were acclimatized of course um, right. the acclimatization went so well so we were joking with each other and going to the top like hey you can't do this one or say come 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 jump like you know and i mean like and we took it and uh, i think everest hard what we were uh, like you know <laughs> that we were uh, making it's fun funny. of everest like you know era kuch bhi nahi type ka so right. as soon as i reached the south summit and we were resting and i chose to sit at the top of the south summit like you know which is like the uh, uh, the top we can see from down right the uh, everest right. what we see is the top of south summit suddenly my left eyeball froze and uh, i became blind left left eye suddenly went blind Oh, and, I, and that was a full moon night, and it was not a snow blind night, and I was so scared. Suddenly, what happened? And I was like, "It's just like shut down, not like I can't see half or something like this. It's just shut down." And immediately, I put okay. a sunglass. <laughs> and, you know, in the night, I am putting a sunglass. Like you know, it was like. And then after some time, when we started going down, uh, that just as you get down from there, you, you go one by one in that uh, segment. Narrow path. I was waiting for because by that time, some more people came in front of me. Right. Hey. uh suddenly i could i couldn't breathe anymore from my uh mask, mask. and uh, i thought okay something the knob might have got closed uh, so i asked my sherpa friend that you know uh, can i check the knob and he checked it you know knob is okay i don't check the oxygen capacity is it oxygen is gone like because it should not go with the calculation says that i will at least have some more oxygen left even if i leave the summit Right. He said, "No, oxygen pressure is showing that the oxygen is there." Right. And then by the time some more people came behind and they are like pushing, go, 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 <laughs> and I like I had no choice than to walk. So I removed the mask and I was breathing the atmospheric oxygen, which was one third oxygen, and right. I was feeling so good, you know, because it's hypoxic, right? So it feels so good about uh, nice, <laughs> and I was aware of that, like you know, that this nice feeling is not good, so you have to walk. Yeah. And I thought on the way I will, uh, uh, like you know, unblock. So I realized that there were too much water vapor in that uh, manually put, uh, locally put oxygen cylinder. So somehow the pipe, somewhere the oxygen, the water vapor froze and blocked the oxygen supply. Uh-huh. So right. I knew that maybe if I just twist it, twist it, right. somewhere it will be okay, kind of thing. Right. Half an hour I had to go ahead, and the, I, like you know nothing worked. To that moment where uh, my body started cramping. and i couldn't bring back my finger after changing the carabiners i couldn't bring back oh. my finger here and i got so scared now that <laughs> well i need some oh. oxygen because once i get a cramp it is very difficult to come out of that cramp right so right. i waited for my sherpa now my sherpa saw that i was going bindas <laughs> so he went to the summit beforehand only and waiting for me at the summit oh hell and then you know and i clamped myself and all the people were going they thought that i am dying you know and they were like putting like this cross and may god bless you and like you know going and i was like i can't explain them also <laughs> they oh know i am not dying <laughs> and then suddenly my sherpa came and told are tum idhar khade ho 
चलो 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 एंड आई टोल्ड हिम नो माई मास्क इज नॉट वर्किंग तो ही केम एंड सो एवरीथिंग कम कर रहे ना कम कर रहे ना before i explained to anything to him he just left then suddenly i saw my uh, friend and his sherpa he's they're coming so i to explain him that you know uh, my mask is not working i need some oxygen right now otherwise i'll get a cramp right uh, so i asked my uh, friend sherpa that will you give me your mask and he said sir may agar mera mask de dun to to mere mein mar jaunga and then i felt right like you know, yeah why why will he give his mask yeah and uh, he told that sir main to lagane janta hu aur kholna janta hu i don't know the mechanism of it i cannot fix also right now at this point imagine uh, my co climber he told satya let's uh, can you hear me roman uh, roman can you hear me roman can you hear me Yeah, but there's an echo, I think. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. One, if you can. Yeah, yeah. yeah I ahead. kept a backup. Yeah, I kept a backup suddenly, like that. No, no, that's good. Uh, so what happened was um, that time standing there, nobody parts with their oxygen mask or cylinder, yeah, yeah. right? Obviously. My co-climber Molada, he suddenly told Satya, "Just 10 minutes, yeah, नहीं जाएगा. चल ना चलते हैं. एक साथ चलते हैं. We have oxygen. Let's share the masks together and go. मैं थोड़ा लेता हूँ. तू थोड़ा ले. Oh, oh my god it was i stood there like you know i couldn't believe what i'm getting obviously yeah 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 and that day i think uh, everest taught me what humanity is and obviously. that day it taught me uh, what is what does it mean to be like you know uh, to feel the camaraderie uh, yeah. camaraderie uh, and uh, but then finally he didn't have to give the mask what happened okay. was my sherpa again came back okay abhi bhi idhar baithe ho and I told, look, you don't believe that my mask is not working. Why don't you try it by yourself? Absolutely. Now he understood the seriousness of it. Yeah. Then he said, "What can I do?" So I just told him, "See, I am a guy from the plains, and it is the fact that last thirty minutes I didn't have oxygen, and I am still alive. You give your mask for ten minutes, and let me go to the summit. Let me click that picture. Then whatever happens, I will accept my fate." Right. Given a chance, I will die. Later, better I will submit and die rather than not submit and die. Right? Because that was inevitable. Right? You know that at that altitude, what can I do? Right? And he was little uh, skeptical about. He was thinking like you know. And I told him that boss, you will not die. That is for sure because you are a man from the mountains. Right? And I will give you back if I don't give you back. You are so many friends of yours. You can snatch it from me. Right? right. But you give me. And then he thought for a moment. and he gave me his mask you won't Amazing. believe romil when i took that mask and i breathed <laughs> oxygen i felt like human like you know the whole yeah, body yeah. all the was like you know all like suddenly got the energy Absolutely. and i became superman yeah, i just ran and i crossed so many people i like you know what took over to over to and as i was about to reach to the summit i suddenly realized that i reached the summit and and i was like Ooh. I got and one one step I was taking, I was like you know it was like pictures of my parents and my friends and who supported me. Everything was starting yeah, yeah. by and I was thinking that this is the place where Tenzing Hilary came. This is the place where so many people like Mallory wanted to come and uh, like you know and so many people wanted couldn't go back home. And Correct. I believe and I was uh, looking at around like you know so nice Lotse's view and this view and everything Tibet's view. Right. Suddenly. No, no, no! I have to go back. Uh, like you know, I have to give my mask. So let me take a picture. So I went, took out my camera, and I just took that camera and like, uh, I took a handy cam, you know. Okay. And I had a, a speech in mind, like you know, thanking my sponsors and all those things, and you know? okay. So I started like, I am at the top. I suddenly see like, the battery went. Battery doesn't say. Battery just. I was like trying to stop it, and it's like, <laughs> it's gone. Like yeah, yeah. pop, 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 over. And like. Suddenly, I felt uh, a kind of, oh my God! Then I started patting myself that I knew this will happen. <laughs> so I have right. a spare camera with me. <laughs> okay. And then I told, and I told like you know, let me not tell such big uh, stories and all. Let yeah. me just attend it. Like I just like did. 
and like it just open p and again like it, it came out gone. and it battery gone i like i like i couldn't believe <laughs> that i i mm. like and it was full battery when it switched on right yeah this time also i patted my back i knew this also will happen so i <laughs> took out my battery spare battery from my uh socks Uh, okay. like you know back there was a sock and in that i put a battery and this time uh, like you know now when i took out the battery i realized that that cyber shot camera and with the three layer gloves it is not even possible to put that battery and open it like you know it's impossible yeah yeah like shit what do i do man like you know if i open my gloves i will lose my fingers right I means right. th- that's the yeah, thing yeah. and then i thought you know let me practice <laughs> Okay. At eight eight four eight meter, I am practicing, <laughs> like keeping the camera, and like okay, battery. Okay, I'll open. Like dry run, like three four times. I did a dry run. I was like, okay, I'll just open for one second or two second. I hope my fingers will be okay. Right. Just open. Again, put my fingers, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I hope it will not. Now, like okay, forget about every speech. I will just take one picture and get out. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. And I took it out. and it didn't even turn on <laughs> i was like oh my god and i can see my sherpa is coming right, right. like another sherpa of uh, molada he is coming behind molada and i know if he comes i have to give back my mask correct now i am calling molada molada come 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 and with the mask and molada is like enjoying the view <laughs> enjoying the view and then taking one step again enjoying the view and then i ran to him again like you know give me your camera and suddenly i see that his camera is in his uh, neck right and he told me that camera battery is gone battery gone yeah told, okay so bring out the spare camera he told no i thought you got so many cameras so i didn't get my spare <laughs> camera right and the next minute we both were sitting like this on the top of everest can you imagine yeah and i am telling to him molada you will to leave because you will go <laughs> uh, yeah i might die 100% while going down that i submitted nobody will believe because i yeah. don't have a picture picture that i will come next year to prove that i came last year that is also Simple. not possible Simple. and i was yeah. so frustrated and at that moment molada sherpa came in front of me right right and i was like looking down and i saw his leg i just took my mask and i just gave it to him mm. without looking at him also i just put it like this one minute went up and he didn't take that mask and i was like curious to i looked at him and suddenly i just shouted back he was wearing my mask and i don't was i so much delusion that was it like my ams was so much that it was a working mask i couldn't uh, figure it out right. it is working and he just pointed out to the sun so the sun came up and the block went off melt yeah yeah and it melted and i like huh. i got some more time no, and, right. you know, and finally like you know my uh, sherpa uh, molada sherpa we had another some more events which i will tell some other time but right. uh, we actually had a, another big episode there and we tricked him to take a video 360 degree video and we were also there in that <laughs> and uh, uh, then molada asked his camera and told me to stand up and i stood up and he took a picture i was sitting he took a picture and tossed it to me i took in that in the catch and i took some pictures and then he came and took it away kind of things and away a lot of things happened but why i wanted to tell you this was uh, when i came back much later and i was trying to figure out that what made me do what i did there without panic because you know the main lifeline is gone right oxygen is gone means your main lifeline is gone and you should be scared like hell right correct how did i is it that i am not scared of death i am also equally scared of death right i am not fearless but what made me negotiate with the sherpa in a calm mind without panicking and do all those things and all and when i was reflecting on it i was so shocked the whole life i was asthmatic in my whole whole of my school life all my childhood right. so it was nothing new that was happening for me and because nothing new was happening for me there was no need for panic yeah you didn't realize the same asthma which i cursed my whole life actually saved me on that day and it, everything shifted like you know and i mean like 
I think uh, it gives me goosebumps also. Like you know, it's like means uh, whatever we you know, like you know we feel that this is the darkest thing that I can have, and this and that. You never Correct. know that it is meant for something much bigger. Good. Something can it can also come as a help in some point of my life. Uh, like you know, Correct. and uh, I think that realization uh, transformed me totally. And uh, yeah, I mean like so now, be it COVID, be it anything, or be it uh, like you know, uh, I'm not anymore scared that I'll go to jail. Uh, not paying the EMIs and all those things, and though I don't want to be a defaulter, but what I'm saying is that the panic or something, uh, because I know that all these things that are happening to me is happening only to make me stronger and face uh, the world in a much uh, different angle. So yeah, I appreciate all these struggles, and uh, these struggles made me. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Once you've seen such things right in front of you and experienced it, then small, small things don't matter much. You know, it's yes. like a holistic view of things you take. and then you yeah. look for positive positivity in all aspects of life you know amazing exactly. story amazing okay that was everest tell us about your volcanic journey where from where did it all came you know that you have to climb all volcanoes i mean the one which you have done where did right. it start so uh, to be honest uh, after everest that year itself i wanted to do the vincent massif uh, okay antarctica right and uh, just after everest when i should be uh, going for my fundraising and everything what happened was uh, my picture got morphed by the pune police couple and yeah, right. uh, i was dragged like you know so they were to uh, like you know not to be found but i had to go prove myself that my picture is right and these and that and it was a like horrible thing so to get my certificate i had to wait for 2 3 months and before yeah. bbc came in and national geographic came in and everyone came in and uh, they put a pressure on nepal and uh, it was proved that it was my picture and not theirs right. so i lost a lot of time there then when finally again i wanted to take some loans you know the loan is like you know my savior <laughs> so bank should they sponsor me now <laughs> right. so just during that time the demonetization happened and <laughs> and banks stopped giving loans <laughs> sponsors stopped okay. giving everything and uh, finally one personal financer uh, at the some interest less than uh, thing he told that he is going to fund okay uh, provided i write some collateral and everything and all and after having that man- money also i couldn't go because the flight was full from oh. chile to antarctica Correct. and i was so frustrated and i was so angry then i decided standing on that day i told to myself that i don't want to see this as a failure of my life i want to okay. see this day as an a transformational day how can i make it right then i thought okay if i go to 2017 december and look at this day what should happen in 2017 december such that i can tell that good that last year it didn't happen okay. and i told yes i always wanted to do south pole also so you know antarctica uh, vincent massive and south pole together but still it was not uh, like you know <laughs> it was not uh, like you know uh, i was still feeling that i lost one year kind of thing right then i thought what else can i do and then uh, suddenly i searched in chile what are the mountains and then i came across oh there is a volcano <laughs> highest volcano in the world is in chile wow let right. me do that also it was like kind of level but not that wow factor then i put some more volcanoes there around like you know so in chile Okay. still it was like some something was still like you know uh, burning then suddenly i thought you know what uh, malli mastan babu who was the first seven summiter of india yeah. he died in a mountain uh, in chile uh, called tres cruces okay. so i thought you know nobody went and uh, um, uh, like you know actually he should have been recognized in india uh, but for some reason maybe like you know uh, people are not aware of him so much right so i thought to pay a tribute to him by uh, taking a his picture there and uh, india flag there and singing a national anthem so once i decided that okay this year i will do this 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 i felt like ah and then when oh, the budget came it. out it was like 100000 dollars and i was like <laughs> and i and uh, somehow all the like you know i i don't know how i managed but i took extra abnormal amount of loans and these parallel loans and uh, crowdfunding and still i was uh, short of some money around 12 lakhs i was short and i had exhausted all resources not a single resource left uh, sponsors also done and everything so i went to that of extent to go for 
an auction of my stuff <laughs> in oh, facebook hey. and uh, and this were having more sentimental value than satya we have lost you again i think can i hear you satya satya yes satya is trying to connect can you hear me yeah now we can hear you satya okay i think there was a call that came actually Once okay must have been yeah 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 so uh, uh, i but my lot of people wanted to buy those but uh, my friends stopped me from doing those uh, auction and okay. they went and uh, did more crowdfunding and uh, that amount was received so yeah i have seen the extremes <laughs> and no, i have gone I, i have gone to such extent also where i couldn't go to office because i didn't had i had only 15 rupees in my atm and i didn't have the money to go to my office <laughs> and uh, there had been a time uh, where i used to skip food uh, like you know having one time food uh, like you know just to ensure my uh, fund happens so yeah i mean uh, oh. <laughs> there's are like uh, the extreme cases extreme. yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> but again like you know so nobody forced me to go and do those things but uh, because i did that suddenly i found myself standing in front of a world records one day and uh, like you know things just happened like you know but i never thought i'll do a world record never thought about the days of world record in mountaineering like that correct <laughs> but uh, yes wonderful <laughs> no no that's so nice you know that you know this, this is the power of dreams i think you can we have gone to the maximum extent anybody could think of if you have gone for option and those kind of things with so much of loan and you can keep a smile on a face because your dreams are being realized i mean this is something it takes time to digest whatever you're saying <laughs> and so, here i would like you know, to, yeah so it's like you know i cannot fall anymore now if i had to fall anymore i had to go past the earth and go to the other side who knows i'll be standing on some mountains there then <laughs> right <laughs> nicely said you know here malli mastan over like to say because i met malli mastan during a hyderabad marathon and then we are from the same institute he's also i mean i am also from iit kadakpur and he was the first everester i was the second so lot of nostalgic things and yeah everybody knows he didn't get the kind of uh, thing he should have got because he was very very humble very down to earth nobody even knew about him uh, i mean not many people know about him so nice that you brought him as well now we'll yeah. just quickly go through the questions if any because it's been such a mesmerizing journey i doubt if anybody is left with any questions uh, right now right so uh, satya tell me about this how different is climbing a volcano compared to a mountain like uh, the seven summit what is the difference between these two this by commander ratudi he wants to ask that the big difference is that you will enjoy it a lot because there are less crowd <laughs> okay it's not that popular uh, but uh, volcano is another yet another mountain uh, just okay. that it is a conical mountain and uh, okay. uh, typically there is a big crater inside because once upon a time it must have busted uh, and then you don't go to the crater you just go to the rim because the rim will be the highest point on that Correct. mountain and all right and uh, by volcano doesn't mean that volcano means it is always busting and though Correct. i saw a volcano bust in front of me when i climb was climbing <laughs> and okay. i thought it was always always like this only but then i thought suddenly it got stopped and next day morning when i came back uh, i saw in the newspaper that that mountain busted and all that you know okay. but most of the mountains most of the seven volcanic summits are very much doable uh, okay. uh, and only thing is that these are very rocky uh, means along with snow there are many rocks also and because okay. of some volcanic activities sometimes these rock falls ha- happen uh, so you have to be very careful and uh, because of these uh, uh, rocks uh, uh, when you put your legs you have to be very careful otherwise it can break your leg also because if you Correct. if suddenly goes inside kind of things and all uh, but otherwise uh, it's not difficult not different from any of the other seven summits uh, like in any other mountains typically okay. but you get a chance to uh, see some more countries and uh, uh, like in antarctica it was uh, we took a different route altogether and we were the first uh, to take that route and uh, yeah. like in a walking one one step and thinking like nilam strong that one step and it was like wow like no human being ever took a step there like you know it, it was a very very mesmerizing event uh, but right. uh, uh, otherwise there are no other differences uh, 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 and it's not that very hot like ohosdel okay. salado is 6800 meters it is very very cold mountain and there are snow and everything 
yes right. there are volcanic activities but that doesn't mean that it will bust or there is a lava always coming out no yeah yeah not that right. okay so damavand damavand was another mountain which was like already always having sulfur dioxide coming out so by 1 oh. o'clock if you don't summit you have to turn back because the wind direction will change and you will get suffocating thing so it just Correct. goes off and all yeah <laughs> it's really different kind of a challenge all together huh? nice yeah. okay another question from baba and chatra is you know they want to know that uh, do you have plans of other 8000 meters or what is the next target as far as mountaining or anything is concerned as regards uh, adventure uh, um if i could ever climb to k2 i would i think that would be like a dream come true um, okay. um i heard that from though from pok we cannot climb but there is a route from china side uh, where you have to cross a cold desert and then you have to go which is very dangerous route but someday definitely uh, i will consider going from that route if being an indian i cannot go through the pok uh, but uh, my heart um, calls for a different kind of adventure um, yes definitely 8000 meters and all are uh, uh, like you know every mountaineer's dream but i consider i don't consider myself a mountaineer mountaineer i consider myself more of a an adventurer and uh, so far i have done only one adventure in my life and uh, that is not everest that is not denali that is not antarctica that is papua new guinea uh, karstens pyramid through the jungle route and uh, the jungle part was the most adventurous part so i want to go for this kind of places where uh it is very adventurous and um uh where i don't know what is going to happen the next moment uh, so maybe um uh, i uh, maybe i can cross some deserts maybe i want to go uh and it need not to be the highest or uh, like toughest and all those things even if it is a small adventure you know i i i resonate with that more i want to right. go underwater diving and uh, uh climb some underwater mountains or i uh, oh. want to do sailing uh, maybe from uh, crossing the whole greenland uh, uh, circum navigation which nobody has ever done so far uh, so right. i mean like you know uh, because i have only one life uh, i cannot just afford to be just a mountaineer in this one life i want to explore uh, the other facets of it i want to uh, be a sailor i want to be i want to do from bengal to uh, andamans or maybe not that i i don't know like you know a lot many dreams are there i want to go to mount erebus in antarctica uh, is the highest uh, you can hear me yeah, yeah, yeah i want to go to mount i want to go to mount erebus which is the highest active volcano of um, uh, antarctica i want to climb the highest active volcanoes of all the seven continents i want to climb the second highest mountains of all i like you know yeah it just goes on and on and the list is <laughs> <laughs> amazing amazing okay now i think we are running short of time one last question this is a, uh, a friend mahesh you know mahesh wants to know seeing death so close on top of everest what does actually uh, life and humanity mean to you a bit of a philosophical thing but then yeah because you've seen it so closely so uh, you know when people face death and i have faced it so many times uh, uh i think you start valuing life or i don't know about others i started valuing my life uh, so much and uh, i try to make every moment of my life uh, meaningful uh, and uh, when i was in north pole last year and uh, waiting for the flights to open up there suddenly i realized that uh, uh, what does this climb mean for the society and i couldn't find an answer and it was so void that it is only a personal uh, aspirations getting met right and that became that was haunting me actually and then uh, uh, from that feeling so today i am in tie up with iim calcutta now uh, working on a social entrepreneurship project and right. uh, i'm trying to uh, do an entrepreneur uh, like rural entrepreneurship hub and they're trying to uh, build the micro economy so and with my adventurous learning or the uh, the adventurous spirit if i can pass that spirit to them in whatever they do i think that is really more much more meaningful and uh, uh, yeah i mean like i'm working on some fishery project and some uh, smart farming and some uh, uh, animal husbandry and clean energy and drinking water like you know the so basic necessities for a community building Uh, community right. things and all yeah i mean like uh, still in the very nascent stage but i feel my life is much more meaningful now to me 
uh, that at least I can contribute to the society and I can help uh, in that format. So uh, yeah, I mean, I as lo- as much as I love to climb mountains and do for this adventure, I also want to be uh, more meaningful to the society around. So uh, wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> and That's yes, of amazing. course, I am a little mad, so I do have some other hobbies like collecting a lot of uh, polar. Uh, uh, polar adventure uh, materials and uh, mountain literatures uh, ranging from 1800s signed by authors and all and so uh, if mountaineering doesn't make me bankrupt this will but I have a dream of uh, making an adventure um, museum in India uh, and bringing all the um, pieces of history which are very relevant for the mountaineering and polar adventures polar explorers so I want to bring those and I have collected uh, quite a few now but uh, a long way to go but uh, with all your support, I'm sure uh, someday definitely this uh, and that someday will not be uh, long, long, far distance. Wonderful. It will be possible. wonderful, Satya. Amazing. I mean, so I'll request everyone to please switch on the camera. We'll have a group photograph individually and before we call it a day. But then amazing journey. There's so many things we could grab. You know, people call Everesters mad, but then I think you are like infinite to the power, infinite the way you were discussing. Amazing. Thank you so much, Satya. And and thank you so much. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much. No, thanks so much. And thanks to all the viewers. I mean, it's been am- amazing listening to you. I never realized we are done with 60 minutes because there were so many things we had to cover. But then due to shortage of time, maybe sometime later or in the chat rooms of uh, Telegram, we'll keep bothering you. Thank you so much. Viewers, if you like all this thing, all this stuff, please do subscribe to the channel, share it with your friends, comments, like, whatever. Thank you so much. Jai Hind. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.